0: This episode of the Secrets to Success podcast is brought to you by Organifi. Organifi is a unique combination of superfoods that delivers quality nutrition to the world in a remarkably easy-to-mix fashion. Hundreds of thousands of women and men use Organifi products to sleep better, get their energy back, and achieve their weight loss goals. You've been rocking with us all year, so we want to bring you the best. Use the promo code SUCCESS at Organifi.com. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com and receive 20% off your order. This episode is also brought to you by Breathe University. If you've been listening to this podcast and you've not yet joined Breathe University, here is your opportunity. We've reintroduced our $20 membership level just for this holiday season. Get access to three on-demand courses taught by ET himself and also join our 2,000 plus member community of like-minded people. Come out to our BU meetups, just be a part of something that will help bring the best out of you. Go to breatheuniversity.com today and sign up now. And now, to today's show.
1: I wake up every single day, I am who I say I am. And I get what I get because I live and be smoke. Stop being gazelle, you're not average. You're not even good, you were born to be great.
2: What's going on,
3: world? Welcome to another edition of the Secret to Success podcast. I'm your host, joined as always by Dr. The Bayesian Douglas sensation. Thomas.
1: The Bayesian the sensation.
3: He coming. Dr. Douglas Thomas. And, uh, yeah, this, we, are uh, we lost Carl, y'all. I don't know how the, to uh, put the it. The Bayesian
1: sensation, he's coming. He's yeah, on I his way. I don't
3: know how else to put it, um... Yeah, we will, uh, we're going to, the show must go on. Carl, you're not bigger than the show, bro. I, Carl done got Hollywood on us. I don't know where, we, we literally don't know where Carl is. So let me break it down for y'all. Um, he is in Vegas, right? And he forgot his equipment. yeah No, no, no yes. surprise there. No you know, that's, surprise. That's not the big aha yeah. Um,
1: you know but, what I'm saying? You know
3: what I'm saying? <laughs> but <laughs> just in case in, they
1: thought that
3: was. Yeah, you left LA, you forgot yeah. you know the equipment, which is cool. And so um you weren't gonna be able to get back in time so that we can get the podcast out on time and record it. So we say, yo, we're gonna record it Tuesday, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We all agreed on that. We tried to do it yesterday, didn't work out. So we say, hey, Tuesday, eleven o'clock Eastern Standard Time, we're gonna run the podcast. So E because he has insiders all over the world, has some guys come through and set up a really nice equipment for him. So as long as E doesn't do nothing crazy, E should sound nice and clean. That should week. sound amazing, <laughs> right? And so they came through, and of course they're on a time schedule. So it's not like you know what I mean we're not necessarily working with our own equipment where we would just be like all right Carl we just bump it back an hour wait on you whatever. Uh, you know we have pretty flexible ju- you know schedules as entrepreneurs so. Anyway, long story short, uh, you know, I get done a little early. I hit E, yo, what's up, with the group text, Carl, you know, and me and E going back and forth. Now, usually Carl is always the first one to respond. so That's why I'm a little worried. So we had to get an update. I'm not sure what's going on. Um, but Carl, we ain't heard from Carl, okay? It's 11.05, 11.10 now, and we're starting the podcast without Carl. So that being said, if he jumps in... In the middle of the podcast, we'll have a great explanation as to what in the world, where in the world is Carl San Diego? You know what I'm saying? Hey man. So, uh, hey man. anyway, E and I are here, and we're ready to do our job as always. So, Carl, uh, your check is getting docked this week. As long as you're not in any grave danger, just wanted to start out by saying that. You know what I mean? So we can have some accountability on this thing. Um, but anyway, E, what's going on, man? I was in the earthquake. That was crazy. Yeah, I heard um, about that.
1: That was crazy. Yeah.
3: You know, it, no, no, what, was, did you it, feel it? it, it br, what? Bruh. So I'm at, I'm, you know, I told you, you know, y'all know my shoulder has been just terrible. I usually wake up in the middle of the night and just, you know, hit the couch, man, because, you know, it, it feels better to sleep on the couch like on my, you know, one good shoulder, whatever. So I'm laying on the couch, and it's about 4 o'clock in the morning, bruh, and the whole house just starts rattling. And I'm like, you know how, like, uh, maybe like a big storm comes and it's like a thunder that like shake your whole house it was like that and it lasted longer so i looked outside and i'm like yo it's no rain no wind no nothing and so i'm tripping like yo i know we didn't just have an earthquake all right i'm in atlanta i'm like come on bro there's no earthquakes in atlanta sure enough i turned the news on. And the news is like, yo, we just had a 4.4 magnitude earthquake. I ran upstairs. Candace slept through the whole thing. The kids slept through the whole thing, but I was in the earthquake. And I want to say this is the second time since we started this podcast that I've been in the earthquake. The first time, remember where we were? Unbelievable. We were in New Zealand.
1: Ah, that's right.
3: That's right. I've been in two earthquakes. Yeah, yeah. And either one living in Cali. You know what I'm
1: saying? I know, but it's crazy though, because because that one was kind of far, right? It didn't hit, it hit us slightly. You talking but, about the
3: one in New Zealand or one here? Yeah, the
1: new one in New Zealand. But it, it I mean, it would, it hit the, the not South the mainland, Island. but the South Island, it hit it hard. Yeah, we caught like some tremors or something like that, but it yeah, was it was yeah. crazy. I so remember anyway, that. i anyway, yeah. I'm alive, wow. y'all.
3: Don't worry about me. Maybe Carl got caught in an <laughs> earthquake up in there, in Michigan. Maybe that's where, maybe Carl, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> trying to dig his way out of the storm. Who knows? Um, but, uh, so anyway, man, what's going on in Cali, man? What, you, you out there, how's the weather?
1: Catch oh, us yeah, up on weather. what's going on that Oh the weather, oh man, the weather is phenomenal. Um, man, you talk about living your blessed life. I, um, man, we, 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 of course, we're here in Vegas, and we'll talk about that in a minute. I had two, uh, to get, man, I've been in Vegas more than I've ever been before. I'm like, I'm feeling mm-hmm. like Celine Dion. You know what I'm saying? The boys, the men. You know what I'm saying? I just need to have my own, like a little motivational show um, where you come here and get motivated in Vegas. You know what I'm saying? Um, but man, it, bro, I, I I, think, you know, success is not keeping up with the Joneses, but the success that I'm experiencing is having your own, you know, like living, living your life on your own terms, man. I'm doing a conference in January. That's what I want to talk to you all about, man. For real, it's like, A lot of y'all are experiencing success, but you're not not experiencing it on your own terms. I was talking to a person the other day that called me, he's like, yo, E, this has been my best year ever in terms of my professional career, but E, I'm afraid if something don't change, I might lose my marriage. You know what I'm saying? I was like, yo, I feel you. Like, yo, I feel you. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, I understand Mm. exactly what you're saying because they only teach us one dimension of success. You know, and that's what I want to talk about next year, y'all, for real, I want to help y'all. I just learned a lot being, you know, with ETA and just being on our own. I remember when we left Michigan State and it was like, yo, we're going to do this on our own. And watch this guys, we didn't necessarily say make multi-millions or anything like that. It was just like, yo, we want to live life on our own terms. Freedom. And that, Yeah, and that don't necessarily mean a certain dollar amount. So I'm in Vegas. We stand in a beautiful um, suite, two bedroom suite uh, MGM Grand, and it's the whole family. And Jalen, last night, I'm like, man, my kids are 23 and 20, first of all. You know, they don't necessarily have to be, you know, on the road with us for, for yeah. the holidays. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, you know what I'm saying? We just blessed. And Jay, we uh, yesterday we went out to eat. That's it, listen to me. We went shopping, y'all, and didn't buy anything. Nobody's getting nothing for Christmas. Like for real, we not on that. You know, everybody was just like, yo, we just want to be with each other, with each other, you know, on the holidays. So we went to go eat at this restaurant. What is it, see Yardbird? Oh yeah. Is that what it's called? Ooh. Yardbird, is that what it's yeah. called? It, it, uh, yeah, bro. It's, your, it's a
3: Yardbird and a Yardhouse, but I think Yardbird yeah. is the when one.
1: fire. Yard Yardbird got the greens and macaroni and cheese. You feel me? Oh yeah, no but, doubt. Um, yeah. I, I'm not gonna lie y'all, I did go ghetto. I did have some grits they do grits. I did grits Mm. and eggs. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I did do grits and eggs and biscuits. Yeah, but my squad, we had the chicken. They had the chicken, the uh, greens, the collard greens, the macaroni and cheese, the double eggs. Mm. Uh, And man, we ate and we went shopping, kind of just walking around. Uh, I was proud of Jalen, man. He was on the phone. Um, You know, he's doing his counseling thing. I'm just like, wow, you know, young, young person, you know what I'm saying? Just trying to develop himself. But we get back to the room after doing absolutely nothing. We sitting down watching TV. He's like, yo, I'm about to go to Walgreens and get some um, get some Uno cards. And we stayed up and played Uno, you know, for me late. You know what I'm saying? We stayed about 9.30, 10. That's late for me. You
2: know yeah, 9.30. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The witching hour. You know what I'm saying? The witching hour, bro.
1: But you got, you got to know though, 10 o'clock for me back at home is what, one o'clock in the morning. So. Yeah. Uh, I went to sleep because of course I got to get up and do the, um, I'm doing four coaching sessions, one-on-one sessions. We put it out to the whole world. I said, I can only do 60. I'm doing like four a day from five o'clock in the morning to seven, they've been phenomenal. But I'm like, yo, I'm living my best life, man. Like, like, yo, we in the, we in the hotel together, eating together. You know, somebody paid for the room. I spoke yesterday, you know, Jalen was with me on both events. Um, Didi came to the one yesterday and we just chilling, man, walking the strip, enjoying each other's company, man. I am truly like, we, we have not spent any money. When I say we're not buying up for Christmas, like I mean that, like, it's just not like, a, you know, trying to make up something. So I'm just enjoying myself, living my best life, just trying to stay in contact with all my people on the East Coast, because that's the one challenge you have. You know, we all the way on the West Coast, so the time difference is, you know, when you talk about making phone calls and stuff like that, you going to bed, they waking up, you, you you know what I'm saying? You waking up, they going to bed. So I haven't had a chance to really reach out to a lot of people I would normally reach out to, but the weather has been phenomenal, like high sixties. So not too hot, not too cold. Um, and Diddy's getting her son. And I feel like a grown man, you know, knowing that my wife has a vitamin D deficiency, my daughter too, and um, putting them in an environment where they're not just taking vitamin D pills, but they're legitimately getting the the rays from the sun, so it's a um, yeah, no doubt. So you all not doing any gifts? No, we're not doing no gifts, man. I usually buy them a, every other year a new phone, cause you know, for whatever reason. But other than that, nope. Didi and I, we're not exchanging any gifts. Told the kids, don't buy us anything. Yeah, we yeah, no gifts, man.
3: Cause I was gonna ask you that, like, now that you got a a lot of money, is there a different pressure on gift giving? You know what I'm saying? Cause it's like. Yo, when you, when you, you know, when you're just regular, you can give somebody like a $25 red a no car. No, something question. like that. But now that you balling like that, when you give somebody a gift, it's high expectations, huh?
1: I don't know. I just don't give gifts. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I, I just don't give gifts. I don't get caught up, uh, I don't get caught up in that, you know. But you, you you do know, you know, throughout the course of the year, like Didi did give um our waiter, you know, a a a C a C note. You know what I'm saying? She gave oh, yeah, um, no doubt. The, yep. the dude who was, um, who came like the, the uh, uh, I don't want to call him a bus boy. I don't know the term in 2018. That's what they used to call me. So I don't know what the technical term for, you know, somebody that serves a server. Yeah, you know, yeah, right, but DD right. yeah, yeah, right. blessed him, you know, C note. You know, so we definitely not in no like ball bon humbug move, but it's like to our kids, hey, y'all blessed, man. Like, y'all blessed. Y'all went to school with no student loans. You Home know what I'm like saying? You, yeah. Yeah, you feel me, bro? Like, let's not play games. You know what I'm saying? In in, in a nutshell, your whole life, like you said, is a Christmas. And Didi and I are traveling all the time, doing stuff together. So, it's like, don't 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 do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, let's enjoy just being together. So, no, no, no gifts. I didn't buy nobody no gifts. But like I said, we have sent kids to school. We have you know, try to bless people here and there, but I'm not under that pressure, man. That's a lot of pressure as a pastor, as a- Oh man, I can't even imagine if you
3: open that Pandora's box. Oh man.
1: bro, it's just way too many people to be able to just be giving Christmas
3: gifts out to. Yeah, no, so I, I keep my, whatever you got me, I just keep that on the low. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Please,
1: <laughs> please keep that on the low. But then you yeah. got the baby, so is it like, do you blow it out? At this age with the babies, or do you uh, gradually yeah, blow, you blow it out, it out with with,
3: Again, you blow okay. it out for yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got you. I got yeah, you. Yeah, it's more you. like you just you revel in, you know, the cookies and milk that you leave out for Santa. You know, we got, of course, the Elf on the Shelf popping. And let me tell you something. Every could care less about that Elf on the Shelf. We like—they uh, named the Elf uh, Croc last year. And, of course, those of you who don't have kids, the Elf on the Shelf is a cute little game where, basically, you put the Elf out and— you know, he watches over the house and watches the behavior, and every night he goes back to the North Pole, tells Santa Claus, you know, give him an update on the behavior. Now, Trey is, he getting in line. I'm talking about military precision when Croc's around. Avery looking at Croc like, I will choke you out. I don't care nothing about you, the North Pole, old Santa. I'm gonna cut up regardless. She, uh, I promise you, man, today I was like, we might not be able to do the podcast. Bruh, I don't she is, I love that little girl, she's the cutest thing in the world, but she is her own person, bro. She was so mad this morning, and I tried to use crack, she didn't care nothing about that. She, I mean, she just anti everything. Let's put your socks on. I don't want those socks, I don't want those pants, I don't want this. Go downstairs, you want cereal? I don't want cereal, I don't want a bar. We got in the car, you know how like in the morning sometimes the sun like beams through the window? Yeah, She yeah, starts yeah, yeah. screaming, talking about, I don't want the sun. I'm like, wow. I'm like, <laughs> wow. I swear. <laughs> hey, I just start laughing, bro. I, I don't like, want wow. the sun. I don't wow, want that's the sun. New. I'm talking about that's screaming new. at the top of her lungs. I'm like, all right, this is the guy out of control. So, you know, like I said, on a good note, you know, she's she's convinced me to go ahead to the doctor and uh, wrap up this beautiful little family at four. You know what I'm saying? like. I love her, but I was like, man, I tell my wife, I'm like, I don't know if I can do another one. But anyway, no, it's been, uh, it's been good over here. My folks get in Friday, man, so I'm looking forward to that. Looking forward to some downtime, hanging out with them. But, man, the Christmas tree from hell, bro. So, you know, every year, Candace, you know, we've talked about this on the podcast. We've been together for some years now. You know she always wants the real tree, right? Yeah, yeah, the real dear Holly, Phil. Yeah,
1: I wonder so, where she got that from.
3: I don't know, cause she said they. Ain't
1: heard. I don't think they got them in Detroit.
3: I don't think they had the real ones in Detroit like that. No, 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 definitely not. She had, you know, they. My mother in law told me they had the Charlie Brown boy. So I'm like, no question. We, you know what I'm saying? Whatever. So maybe she's trying to, you know, go the other way with it. So anyway, we go after Thanksgiving. Shout out to Marcel, my brother in law, Jeremy, my brother in law. They they were here, you know, for Thanksgiving. So they helped me. We went and picked up the tree, got it back to the crib, got it up. Few little challenges here and there. The tree wasn't quite straight with the, you know, the whole root of the tree had a little crookedness to it, but we got it up, got it fit, got it decorated whole nine. Put the water in there, tree's great. Now you remember we had Ignite the Dream in New York and I took the fam on a little extended vacation, but I thought I'll fill the water up, it'll be fine. So come back, it's bone dry down there, but we like cool, put the water back in, let it start popping. So we've been back from New York for a minute now and the tree refuses to drink any water. So I'm like, man, shoot. So I'm like, I'm looking and I'm like, all right, this thing about to start dying. So slowly but surely, a couple of days ago, Candace like, I'm like, hope she don't notice. The tree's dead. Like it's like literally like a Charlie Brown tree. Like the ornaments just hanging like drooping off. Right? And so I'm like, shoot, it's dying. I see it dying and she comes in. And she's like, what's wrong with the tree? I'm like, Lord have mercy, please don't do this now. You know, you know my folks coming down. You know the tree got to be in pristine shape for them and the kids and the whole nine. So I'm like, yo, I'm like, I really. Number one, I don't have any help. I do not feel like taking this tree down, finding somewhere to dump it, going getting a new tree, bringing the new tree back. Like I'm just not. I'm not interested. But you know, no what my question. Wife is like, no question. No question. Yeah, and the Lions were playing on Sunday. You know, I gave up on the Lions, so I was like, you know what? Normally, I probably be watching the Lions game. I'm not doing anything. Let me go. So I go to the tree place. I'm thinking they could deliver it. You know, just come deliver it and then pick the old one up. He said, No, nah, we're not doing deliveries anymore. Uber we Christmas. We don't have that service. You said what? Well, oh, Uber Christmas. Uber Christmas. Christmas. Right. <laughs> exactly. So I'm like. Yo, can you, you're not delivering? He like, nah, we're not delivering. We kinda cut that service. We got rid of some staff. It's late in the game. Now it's not many, as many people needing that service. So I said, all right, cool. He said, what's the problem? Well, you need to pick up one that you just got. I said, well, it died. We left, you know, to go to New York, came back, and it's dead now. And he was like, oh, trees are super resilient. He was like, all you gotta do is cut, you know, a couple inches off the bottom. Give it a fresh start, boom, it'll go right back. So in my head, I'm like, okay, that don't actually sound too bad. Now, no, y'all know me. I am not a handyman, so I do not own a saw. So I'm like, man, maybe I could run up to Home Depot real quick. You know, I could tip the tree. This is a nine-foot tree, by the way. It's a big tree. I was like, maybe I can go. I have Candace, like, hold the base. I'll lift the tree up off of there, lay it on its side, and I cut. I'm like, man, this sounds like a lot, but whatever. So I did it. All right, I finally cut the tree. Boom, my, it take me a minute. My shoulder about to fall off. Candace don't care. She just wants a beautiful tree. I pick it back up, put it in the stand, lock it up, get it straight. Everything's perfect. And it's been about four days now, and the tree still is dead. And is not wow. drinking any water. So wow. uh, with that being said, I'm going to wow. have to do All work. that work. Bruh, I'm, I'm, I'm so, wow. y'all, and for those of y'all new to the podcast, this is an ongoing thing. I don't mean to rant, but um, one year it failed. You know, the other year, you know, E and Carl clowned me because I just had somebody come in and just do it for me. I'm talking about a la carte though. I never touched the tree. They came and picked it up, everything. And this year, because Candace's whole family was here, I was trying to be. You know what I'm saying? Man of the house. So we all, you know, all the fellas, we like, we got it. Unbelievable. And, uh, yep, didn't work out again. So, unbelievable. You know, uh, needless to say, the Quinny was. Did would you take be going, the saw back? You said what?
1: Did you take the saw back to Home
3: Depot? No, I did. I should have. Okay. Lord you know what knows what I will never need I to get it. Hold on, on. Here go, Carl. Here go, Carl. <laughs> here go, Carl. Hold on. Carl? All right. All right. I'm here. I'm here. All right. Hey, explain to your fan base what happened. We already broke it down. We said, look, we told Carl eleven. He knew the equipment was coming. We haven't seen him. We had speculations from. Tell me, have you, you seen him? You got caught him? in the earthquake. To you, you and Tamisha just decided the kids was gone, and y'all would have a romantic. <laughs> well, that was,
1: that was CJ. You know, CJ's mind, some kind of way, always oh. goes back to the grown man gifts. Yeah, The exactly. grown man for whatever reason, that's that's the default.
0: Mm, Wait, well, hey, well, let me put the speculations to rest. It ain't, doesn't happen with your boy fighting the flu. I'm talking about, I got and it lost. this morning. <laughs> and, and lost. Did, I'm talking about did, lost. Then you fight K.O. it during
1: win, and then now you fighting again. again.
0: Yeah, well, I'm talking about, it started, so Jordan been sick for about two weeks. Like, so we've been, you know, nursing him, making sure he good. Then Jesse picked it up, of course. And then this, well, they just had the call, just a bad call. So they've been all right. But Tamisha, this weekend at church, she was at church in the back doing her thing. And I walked in the room, dude, she looked like she was about to pass out. I'm like, yo, you good? So she's like, no, like her body hurt, you know, the whole nine. So boom, took her home. She got the The flu. flu. Mm. Yeah, we got the flu. So, you know, taking care of her Saturday night, Sunday. Yesterday morning, I got up, I was like, ooh, my back, my neck, like everything started to feel. I'm like, yeah, it's coming. So, you know, I did the... I did everything. I'm talking about the NyQuil. Not NyQuil. The, the, the What do you call it? The flu, The Echinacea. Peraflu. Like, I'm vitamin mm-hmm. C. I'm hitting everything. Bro, did you this you I got up. You
3: know what I'm saying? Did you try <laughs> bacon? You know what I'm not, the, not the bacon That pork combat the flu, bro. Uh, I'm talking it's about It's an old, ancient, southern recipe. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Bacon grease. That's the only thing hey. you need. I got up this morning,
0: you know, and and the, the goal for me is I'm trying to pretend like it don't exist. Let me act like it's normal. So I got up this morning, and here's the mistake I made. I hit like this nighttime terror flu last night, and still tried to sleep my regular for five, six hours. And I got up this morning like, oh no, it ain't happening. It ain't happening. So I got up. Jordan got you know got him dressed. To me, she still went to work today. Um, two of them gone. And, yo, know, I was just like, let me just lay it down. Like, my head is spinning, all that. And I'm like, I'll probably get up, like, maybe 9. Let me just sleep in for, like, 2 hours. I'm going to oh, get a wow. strong 2 hours. It's like 7 <laughs> something, they left the house. So I'm like, let me go. I'm going to sleep till 9. Bruh, I got up just now. I'm like, it's sunny in Michigan. We don't see the sun like that. If we see a sun, it's usually afternoon. I looked out, it's like 11.30, bruh. I'm like, yo, like, yeah, my body just and then you saw 100 missed calls from us. Oh, I ain't even checked the. I just came downstairs so all the time. I was like, let me just call CJ immediately. I'm like, I already know. Uh, yeah.
3: Yeah. I already know. Yeah. Hey, well, uh, somebody sent Carl a clip of Jordan with the flu game and let him know MJ put up 40. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm you saying? You can't, You can't get on the podcast and bump your gums. MJ put up 40 against Let's the best go, athletes then. in the world. You know what I'm saying? So I need you, I need you back on your game. I, I, I'm here for the game. Yeah, yeah, no. Well, that's good. um I Well, now that you're here, I got a a, a fair file. Um, fair file that I'm I'm ready to pull Trey from his karate class. Okay, we started karate. He loves it. My wife, you know, I, I told her, hey, I'm about to pull him, and she said I was foul. Now, here's why I'm about to pull him. Uh, I paid for the karate class. The karate class is rather expensive for a 30-minute karate class for four-year-olds, but whatever. You know what I mean? I, I always, you know, I, I hate you know spending money so the price is a little steep in my eyes but maybe I'm tripping anyway the reason I'm ready to pull them out is because on the second day they did like a whole like bully day so they you know like you know whatever it was like how to be the bully so I'm like bet. this is what I'm paying for you know what I'm saying let the man <laughs> protect himself so at the end of the class they were like all right how do we deal with bullies and tra- the other kids have been there for a while so Trey was right there. It was only his second class. The other kid's been in there a couple of weeks. And one of them raised a hand and said, you tell him to stop. And he was like, yes, that's step number one. What's step number two? And they were like, step number two, go tell an adult. And he was like, yes, congratulations. That's how you defeat a bully. I said, wait, what? Hold on. I'm paying <laughs> for karate lessons. So you, <laughs> y'all think you chopped my man neck. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah.
1: At some point, that need to be it. Yeah, that needed to you be option. You know what I'm
3: I'm waiting on number three. You whooped the ace. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's like that's right, I didn't get that's none right. of that. I'm like, bro. Yeah. I can teach right. him you know, to run and scream at home. You know what I'm saying? So, am I fair foul for wanting to pull him out the class? Because I'm like, yo, this is, this is defeating the purpose.
1: Yeah, no, you did the oh, right yeah. thing. I think I think your expectations were wrong. You should have probably talked it out with the uh, with the instructor first. Because you He's just
3: called a sensei, which I'm about to I'm about to revoke yeah. his title
1: to, yeah. to, to sensei.
3: Dude, trying to make a couple dollars, right? Crazy. right. You
1: know I'm saying? saying you should talk to the sensei first and just ask them what his philosophy was. So you just right. assume. You just assumed that philosophically, he believed in whipping butts, and you know what I'm saying?
3: Yeah, so, yeah that did no. Excuse me for thinking no. the karate instructor yeah. with a black belt yeah. knew how to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm, take question. somebody down, you know but what you saying? I'm saying? But you should've known like, that's
1: like, it's not, it's like non-violent. Like karate is really, you know what I'm saying? Like it's non-violent, but it's, you know what I'm saying? Like it's really not the art of I Fighting is the seen art of Bruce discipline. Uh, <laughs> the you know I saying? did, but Bruce, always remember Bruce tried to walk away, though. Bruce did mm. try to walk away. Oh, all the time, yeah, you try to walk away. And they didn't away, let him. Yeah, but I'm they didn't saying, let
3: him. At no point did I hear him say, and when all else fails.
1: Yeah, it was a movie, bro. It's a <laughs> movie. Turn it on. When yeah, all, all else movie, fails, bro. Ian, I never yeah, got it. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, yeah, I feel you. I'm saying, train in no motion picture, though. You know
3: what I'm saying? Second thing, you walk away. I never we never got to lesson number three. And that's why I was like, okay, I'm in the wrong karate class. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey. I want the one that, you know, go straight violent. Me and Mike, me and Mike was kicking it. Both, we got the same philosophy on this. Like, you don't have to worry about a
0: bully if you set the example real early. Mm-hmm. The first person that messed with you in school, and I forgive me parents if y'all don't like this, but the first person that messed with you in school, you let them have it. I promise you, everybody else is gonna think twice before they touch you again.
3: Yeah, exactly. Set the tone. But you will not be learning this at Trade's Karate class, all right? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. if you're at Trade's Karate class, you're gonna learn how to run and scream. But anyway.
1: I, I'm about to start a non-violent academy. I'm about to start a non-violent academy. You know
3: what I'm about to start a
1: non-violent academy.
3: They get what if they just give you a little air horn? You know what I'm saying? You just if you get scared, just hit this Mass. air horn. It was a mess. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We, I, I'm like, bro, they don't need karate outfits to run and scream, bro. You, we can go ahead and come in <laughs> here in your in your uh, Primrose Academy school clothes and do that. So anyway, uh. uh, well, I'm going to keep them in there. I'll keep y'all updated as we go into the new year. I'm going to give it a few more sessions. But if I don't see what I like, we're going to go uh, down to Leroy's Boxing Gym. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Where they just mm-hmm. scrapping. Oh, that's one. all they do. doing. They put the gloves oh, on Oh, that's all they, they do Yes, indeed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Um, oh, you know what I meant to say? How crazy is this over the weekend, right? So Saturday, um, Candice uh, uh, signed Avery up for gymnastics. Our kids are all over the place, bro. So anyway, so Avery's got gymnastics. So Trey and I drove over there, because you know, Candice was like, you need to come see Avery in gymnastics. So we went over there for like 20, 30 minutes, but Trey had to get his hair cut like way on the other side of town. You know, we live in Atlanta, bro, it's huge. So it's funny, so we dropped them off at gymnastics, and me and Trey go to get his haircut, but we were a little early, so I was like, yo, let's stop by Waffle House. So me and Trey stopped at Waffle House around the corner from the barbershop. Mind you, it's like 30 minutes from my house. Like, it's not even close. We sit down, and probably, this, crazy. Two minutes later, who walks in? Inky and his son. Oh, wow. Duh, I mean, like, two minutes after we sit down, mind you, Inky and I don't live anywhere close to each other, and I ain't talked to Inky in probably a week or probably since New York almost. And him and his son walk in two minutes after we sit down. He walks in. I'm like, yo, come sit with us, whatever, of course. Him and his son sit down. His son is a little older than Trey. Um, they sit down. They chilling. I'm like, yo, what y'all doing? He was like, yo, we just dropped my wife and my daughter off at gymnastics. I was like, yo, <laughs> that was crazy. Uh, so, you know, just one of them things, man, life when you, own, you know what I'm saying, when brothers on one accord handling their business, mm. you know what I'm saying, it was just a funny little thing. But, um, all right, hey, how do you, quick question
0: C, before you go, how
3: do you choose what activities to put your kids in? Uh, you know what, I really, you know, my dad told me, um, you know, he wanted us to be exposed to a lot. So I was always in like mm-hmm. stuff that I, you know, we did like, believe it or not, we did tennis, soccer. Swimming, mm-hmm. like we did a lot of stuff, and so my dad was like, "Yo, just exposing to everything." Like you see, uh, you know Tiger Woods. You know what I'm saying with the mm-hmm. golf. Venus and Serena with tennis. Of course, we know what Maul and his girls doing. By the way, I went to, uh, I was in Chicago for Toby's concert, off the chain, by the way. And Maul um, he, you know his daughters are in tennis, like private lessons. So I went up there with him. Lord have mercy, these girls on another level. Um, But yeah, just I think it's that exposure. You know what I'm saying? Like you never know what your kids are gonna be good at. And I don't even care sports-wise. Like I just, whatever they enjoy, whatever they like. So Mm. karate for me was like one of those things where it's like, okay, it's indoors, you know, it's winter. You know, so I wanted them to still have something structured to do. You know, you don't want your kid just like all winter not doing anything. So um, Candice wanted to put Avery in gymnastics, wanted to put, you know, and I was like, all right, cool. I'll try, try out with uh, karate. So we'll see how it goes. Um, you know, it's a few months until baseball kicks back up. So just wanted to do, expose them to some stuff. Uh, but yeah, no, nah, man, I think, you know, trying out those different talents and gifts and exploring what they can actually be good at is, is a major deal. So uh, like I said, when I was in Chicago, you know, watching the girls, I was like, wow, Maul just exposed them to it. Like, think if he never put a tennis racket in their hand. You know, um, Ayana was like freshman of the year and like went to states and like almost won states as a freshman, so I just see the, you know, I see the evolution and the growth and I want my kids to have that same experience. By the way, shout out to everybody who was in Chicago for Toby's show. Bro, when I tell you this show was off the chain, I mean, it was, bro, the floor was shaking. Like, it was the craziest show. Like, Toby did a lot of shows, and I've seen him on this tour run now in Chicago. I wasn't in Dallas, but Chicago was by far the livest. And let me tell you what was so funny. So after the show, right, like, it's pandemonium. Like, a bunch of people, people waiting on Toby for autographs. Like, it's just crazy. Like, I can't even describe, right? So anyway, I had like, you got you know purple wristbands for like all access or whatever, right? Meaning you can go anywhere, or whatever. So I had to give out a certain number of those, but I had one. And so, like right after the show, I was talking to somebody, whatever, and then I tried to go backstage. Bro, why did security hem me up and was like, hey, nobody else going back there, there's too many people, da-da-da-da, like going off. And I started like smiling and kind of like laughing a little bit. And the dude was like, yo, what you laughing at? And I was like, I said, you don't understand how happy I am right now. He was like, <laughs> what you talking about? I said, bruh, you just told me that it's too much pandemonium backstage for me to get back there to say what's up to Toby. And he was like, yeah, what, what does that mean? I said, absolutely nothing. I said have a great day. He was looking at me like I was crazy. And I was like, yo, do you understand the alternative is the whole place cleared out instantly and you could just walk right back there and nobody cares. And so shout out to Toby, man. He is a superstar in the making. Mm. And uh, I, you know, he doesn't need to hear that, but yeah, <laughs> he is, yeah, he, he's killing it, man. We had a great time at the show. So um, yeah, no, that, I think that's it, Carl. You gotta, you gotta expose your kids to everything and um, you know, see what, see what they take hold to. And that's just not sports, guys. We're talking about the arts, piano. Mm-hmm music uh-huh. like it's just so much and I actually you know I want to honestly uh, expose my kids to everything so uh, I want to get going um, today this is our I don't, I don't want to you know I know we're gonna have some disappointed loyalists but uh, this is our last show our last podcast for the rest of the year all right we'll be back and then we're not gone forever uh, Carl what's the date we'll, we, we'll be back we'll be back uh, on the
0: second Thursday the second Thursday of
3: January uh, okay so we'll be back I'll tell you on the 10th the yeah something like that so we'll be back on the 10th we're going to take a couple weeks um honestly just take a couple weeks to you know regroup with the team you know the the mission eta get everything settled and then we're going to take some time man to spend some time with our families like i said i got my folks coming in town and uh, we really just wanna be locked in over the holidays, man. So we're gonna put out a, a couple best of episodes for the next two weeks, man. And then we'll be back with more live, live, live content, live podcasts, um, or I should say current podcasts. You don't ever get them live uh, on January 10th. So we're looking forward to that, man. So this is our our last one of the year, which is you know happy and sad at the same time. You guys know we appreciate you guys rocking with us and letting us be a part of your day so much. Um, but but I wanted to, I really want to talk about I guess it's um, confidence in a way and I want to have a, a transparent conversation uh, because especially the two of you you know who I've been rocking with for years now, it's funny because I had a question I wanted to ask E and then Carl you texted me yesterday and kind of were on the other extreme from it so I just want to have a very genuine conversation so I'll, I'll We'll, well, I guess I'll set it up like this. The question I had that I said I wanted to ask E for the last podcast was, E, I've been you know, seeing you on the gram, you know, and by the way, I don't know what happened on Instagram yesterday, but I guess things just went crazy. Meek Mill was posting, all kind of rappers were reposting the videos, and you're almost to that mil- million followers, but the one thing that you've been saying a lot lately in the speeches especially, is I'm the number one motivational speaker in the world. And I said, wow, he is just like, you know, really throwing the gauntlet down and claiming the title. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you've just been very adamant about that. Like, and I never heard you say that even, I'd say up until maybe like a year ago, I've been hearing you say it, like not every speech, but often enough to be like, you know, whatever. And so I'm like, yo, I never even asked you. So I'm literally asking you for the first time, you know, why you feel like that and why you're comfortable not only feeling like that internally, because I think it's one thing to feel like, yo, I'm, you know, I am that dude and I'm number one. It's another thing to say it. Like, you know, you see boxers that's like, yeah, I'm the greatest. I'm, you know, Ali, I must be the greatest. You know what I mean? Like who proclaim it. And then it's, you know, other people who may, you know, they might be the best and, you know, never really say it. So one, I wanted to know, when did you start feeling like that? Two, when did you start feeling like, man, I need to start saying this out loud and proclaiming to the world that I am number one. Now, on the other extreme, and Carl, I, you know, we didn't talk about this, but I hope you don't mind. Mm-hmm. You texted me yesterday oh, yeah. and was just like, yeah. yo, I'm, I am I, I need to be coached by you. And I was like, Carl, I, like I read it, at first, and I was like, yo, this is funny, what is Carl talking about? And he was like, yo, I just need, I need that confidence, bro, like I'm still struggling with my confidence. And I think that's, you know, maybe what makes us great as a team, you know, maybe what makes this podcast pretty great, and what makes us great, you know, as ETA is. We all have different personalities and things we struggle with, and, you know, things we're great at and things we're not so great at, but it was, you know, interesting to me that on one hand, you have this very, you know, E ascending into like maybe the most confident place in his life, and on the other hand, I had Carl who's like, yo, I'm, I still need help with that and I'm still developing that. So I guess, um, why don't we start with E, you first, and kind of talk about, do you feel more confident than you did before? Is that why you're saying you're number one? What's led to that confidence? What's led to that, you know, proclamation, if you will? And then, yeah, let's just start there and then we'll go to Carl.
1: Well, I think what led to it is, you know, I think you know when you, when you do what I do in terms of um, whatever that is, you know, people, some people motivation, some people, you know, I empower you. Some people, you know, you see the work that, that I do as transformational, like whatever. You, it helped you get through cancer. Uh, you were in a bad divorce. You know, you, you failed a test, what, whatever it is. Like you're looking for me to provide you with the fuel or the juice to get to that next level. And what I start realizing, see, is that people need me to be free about my confidence because confidence is one of those scary things. It's like, you know, at at what point, you know, is a person cocky? And there's some people who don't even wanna flirt with confidence because they're afraid that it may appear to seem as, as cocky, or they may get to a point where well, they are cocky. So a lot of people are, you know, they kind of wrestle with that. And so for me, it was like, yo, I I remember, you know, going to an event and going behind stage. It's like the Wizard of Oz. You know, when you get to the end of the movie, it's like, yo, my man ain't, I thought he was a,
2: mm-hmm. he
1: really not a, it's a man with a machine, you know what I'm saying? With curtains and smoke. He got the smoke, but he really not a, you know what we thought he was. And so for a lot of people, you know, they, they, they had this feeling about other people like they're more superior. So when I started going backstage and meeting some of the people that put these programs together and do whatever, I was like, not being disrespectful, Well, I respect the fact that they put in the grind and they're doing what they're doing. I was like, bruh, this person is human. Like, and you know what I'm talking about, see, it's like, yo, they not that deep. You know, like mm-hmm, what I thought it mm-hmm. took to do, like they not that yeah, deep. Yeah. What I realized that they had was they just got a lot of confidence and a lot of belief in themselves. And it allows them to get indoors or create situations or, you, you know, make their dreams become a reality because they're not doing two things. They're, they're, they're just doing what they do. Like, so it's funny, you know, my son said to me, You know, I had made a comment, you know, and I I mentioned an NBA team and he was like, dad, you probably shouldn't be saying, you know, or a rapper, dad, you probably shouldn't be saying. And I was like, okay, son, first of all, the way you see me and the way the world sees me are two different things, you know what I'm saying? Like (laughs) I am, you know, number one motivational speaker in the world, you know, but Jalen's whole thing was, and I felt him, see, so I wasn't trying to, you know, I could have just downplayed it or I could have just cut him with my words, but I was like, this is a teaching moment. And I said to my son, I said, son, this is what you have to understand. You have to understand that when you operate in the subconscious, like you were, when you were in the natural, you were the greatest person you'll ever be. When you're not in the natural and you're thinking, then you're not, you're not like, no, when, when Steph Curry, Stephen Curry put up the 15 threes of Clay Thomas, Splash Brothers, putting up 15 threes in a row, first quarter, Like that's not thinking, that's your subconscious just going to work, it's muscle memory. So I was like, yo son, if I have to sit up there and think about what I'm saying and not be offensive and not just be my raw self, guess what's gonna happen? I'm gonna give you about 80, 85%. But when I'm not even thinking, I don't care. I'm just being ET, I'm raw. Guess what, son? And I said, whatever I say that's offensive, we'll have to fix that. But what I'm not gonna do is not be 120%. So you gotta stop caring so much about what people think mm-hmm. and how people are going to, and you gotta be you. And whoever you offend, they probably not gonna be rocking with you, but the people that you empower. So for me, see, it wasn't even a, like, okay, this year I felt like I was number one, but I felt like this year, the people that watch me, they need to see the confidence. Like they see the technical skills. They see me getting up early in the morning. And if you're going to follow me and I'm going to help you, you have to understand like, okay, principle one, principle two, principle three, principle four. You was talking about Jeremy early. Like, yo, I love Jeremy because when I tell him something, he do exactly what I tell him to do. So for me, it's like, I can't, you can't take eight of my principles and be as successful as I am. You need all 10, right? And so I realized E, you are not, some kind like somehow you are not communicating confidence. Like you're not getting that message across. And so do it without being cocky, but you have to do it because what they're suffering from, like most of them could go to the next level. I told them at the speech the other day, like, yo, you don't need another class. You don't need to spend no more money. What you need to get to the next level is just a belief in yourself that you belong here, that you deserve to be here. So when I look at all other motivational speakers, Who are phenomenal i'm like yo e nobody's giving away the content you're giving away for free nobody's nobody's not saying click the button and when you click the button at the end of this video go get the full video nobody's um doing one-on-one coaching on the phone for a literal little or nothing compared to what like yo e nobody's going to the middle schools elementary schools nobody's doing that like i'm in vegas i'm about to hit a school today a school tomorrow and we going for free it's like e you deserve to be on this stage and so now I'm just teaching people, you deserve it. It's not even a thing of, should I be doing it? Am I qualified? You deserve it. So that's why you're seeing me be more um, uh, vocal about it, see um, uh, more, what's the word I'm looking for? Like that's it, more, 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 it's like more obvious because I wanna make sure you catch, oh, ease, confidence is also a part of the solution. This is also a part of the blueprint and not cocky, but I have to embrace my journey. I have to embrace this is where I'm, I'm supposed to be in the hotel, I'm supposed to be in the car, I'm supposed to be flying private, whatever. Whatever your life is, you don't owe anybody an explanation. You say no without explaining yourself. You don't owe it to anybody to explain why you successful. You don't have to, you know what I'm saying? So I'm just trying to teach people like, yo, f- walk in your calling, walk in your anointing, walk in your space. Sit, sit, take the throne of Bel Air, dog, on it. Put on your crown. You know my man said, I, I finally take my throne at the Prince of Bel Air. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just trying to tell people, it's okay to take your throne. It's okay to put your crown on. It's okay to walk in your unique gift.
3: Yeah, no doubt. And Carl on the other side, mm-hmm. um, you know, you, you you like I said, you text me and that was, you know, first of all, I appreciate, you know, you just being transparent enough to share, but I think this is critical. And even though we didn't have a chance to like, you know, fully get through, we talked for a second yesterday, but what do you think is, you know, still kind of has you like a little, you know, scared to pull the trigger on, you know, going to that next level in terms of your confidence? Yeah, so that's
0: a couple things.
3: So I'll say a
0: quote that I read and kind of explain it. So the quote that I read recently, it says, imagination is more important than knowledge. So, and I'll, let me say it again, imagination is more important than knowledge. So when I go back, see, and it kind of ties into what I was asking about your kids earlier, I think the emphasis for me growing up, and again, nothing wrong, was learning, 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 knowledge, knowledge, knowledge. Um, so fast forward, and just to be real, I've never really learned to where and how to apply the information until I met you and E you know what I'm saying? Everything else was just a path. You go to school, you do this, you do that, you look for a job, you just go on the path. There was no real thought beyond the path. Listen to what I'm saying closely. Like, it's a system that's set up. You go to school, you get your degree, you go work this set of jobs. And there was not a whole lot of imagination in there. I'm just being real. There's not a whole lot of imagination. Now, meeting, you know, you and E, E, e coming from homeless and imagining, you know, that he could be whatever he wanted to be. Just being real. Like, think, think, think this too for me. Like, the imagination part of it, not, not saying that you don't need the information, you don't need the knowledge, but the imagination part is the is where you get to go beyond the system, where you get to go beyond the norm and try to apply it for you specifically. And because, especially in the Caribbean, like we're under that British system, I want to tell you, it's a system. You go to school, you know, you finish high school. We had no issues with high school dropout. Like, that's, like, new. You know what I'm saying? Like, we ain't had them issues growing up at all. People was in school. Like, it was like you followed the system. Mm-hmm. So now as a grown person, I'm, I'm coming out and, you know, being exposed to entrepreneurship and all this. And the only thing I knew was the information that I knew. I had no way to apply it. Like, I'm, I'm I, I, people joke at me, but my master's degree, listen to what I'm telling you all carefully, we were doing calculus, and I'm going to make it sound ridiculous, calculus on seagulls. Like, just, just, just process this. Calculus. We're doing calculus, trying to calculate where seagulls going to be at a certain time. Like, I don't have a clue where I'm applying <laughs> this to nothing. Like, I'm just doing the process, going through the process. So now you put me in a situation where I am, and, and then go back. See, let me go, go once one step back. My parents did expose me to a lot of stuff because it was a lot of information. Let's get this. Let's do this. Let's learn tennis. Let's learn this. Let's learn, you know, whatever, music. So I was exposed to a lot of stuff. I was, you know, able to do a lot of stuff at a, at a decent level. And then you get to the point where I'm meeting you and E who are ec- excellent, you know what I'm saying? Excellent at, and not in a, in a bad way, but excellent at one or two things. Like, excellent at one or two things. That's it. Y'all ain't even looking at nothing else. So, being the jack-of-all-trades kind of upbringing, like, that's the role that I fill. And, like, whatever need there is, dude, you know it. See, like, I, I, my joke was, uh, just give me a minute. I'll figure it out. Like, I can learn. Like, I understand learning. But, again, that's knowledge. That's information. I can learn it. Nothing wrong with that how do I apply it to my life, Was I think is the gap. And again, I've been processing it, see, cause again, like, okay Carl, you gotta get past this like now, you got kids. Like, I don't wanna pass this on to the next generation. We talk about generational wealth and stuff like that. We are not only talking about money, we are talking about the best of the generation we want to go forward, the stuff that's not that good, we gonna keep it back. We, we doing evolution now, the, 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 what do you call it? Survival of the fittest out here. So I wanna be able to pass the best stuff on to my kids. So I'm looking like, yo, I don't want my kids growing up um, you know, I don't want them growing up with the same, the same issues that I have. So I'm trying to really go into it. So when I process this, yeah, I think that's the root of it. Like I'm looking at this like, man, I am filling the gaps, but I've never sat down and imagined where I could be. And you know, I've never sat down and imagined where this tool that I have could take me. I've never sat down and imagined, well, wait a minute, Carl, you have a completely different experience than everybody else. You do have a unique experience. What does that mean for your life? No, I've always been in the, hey, I can figure that out. Let me help you figure it out. And then the chameleon thing, we talk about the assessment. The chameleon thing, like, it plays directly into that. So now my personality adds to that where I'm just a, a natural supporter. So I'm looking for the areas where I can help you And not necessarily sitting down thinking, like, what's next for Carl? So imagine, you know what I'm saying, built my whole life on that. Now I'm asked. Now I'm in a position where people are, like you said, Carl, you need it on the podcast. Now I'm in a position where people are looking at me. And it's weird because people at church, somebody asked me at church the other day about my confidence. And I told them, I was like, to be real, that's the era I got to grow. Now they looked at me crazy. Um, And I'm like, yo, I'm not trying to be funny. What I've always done was expose myself to, expose myself to, um, like, let's just say, again, I think I said this on the podcast a year ago, but, like, when I go into media, I'm not comparing myself to the dude next door. I'm comparing myself to Steven Spielberg. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the, that's media. Like, that's the... the Hollywood is the standard of media. And I will go into it with a perspective not of... Listen to what I'm saying. I'm not going into the, spe- the perspective of, man, like, we are doing something super unique. You know, motivational speaker. we never done this. I'm thinking, man, like... I just watched this movie, and wow, like, yeah, my stuff ain't nowhere close to that. Like, holy cow. But this this is the industry I'm in, and my stuff is not on that level. So same coin, but I'm looking at it from the other side. Man, I've never learned to really apply all the things, see. So that's the part where I'm at now where it's like, okay, like, you have to figure out now how to imagine. Go back to—yeah, I think I heard you say it to some kids. Like, go back to that spot— where you just imagine being an astronaut. Go back to that spot where you imagine what your life no looks like, where you imagine yeah, no what question. your family looks like. And to be real with y'all, that's a part of what the real estate with Jamal has done for me. Cause mm. it, it's just something else. Listen to what I'm saying. Real estate, it could be, you know, juggling for crying out loud. It was just something else that pulled me out of the support role of ETA and showed me something else. That's all it was. Like it could have been anything. So but now I'm seeing, wait a minute here's a thing that if i think about this and i can apply it to my life like it could change me and my whole family and it has nothing to do with eric and cj because again listen to what i'm saying the chameleon thing is all i'm thinking about is how well do i support eric and cj and get this thing moving because i the, the subliminal belief is and it could be right or wrong but as long as i help them get this thing going like i'll be okay and i will be but still it's not and, and ease helped me with this in 2018. Like, it's not me taking care of myself. It's not me taking care of my family. It's not me going out and doing everything that I'm capable of doing. So that's that's where I am now. See, that's why I reached out to you yesterday. Like, dude, I got to fix this. Like, like this is, I can't take this much longer, if you get what I'm saying. I got to be able to approach things now. And and one, one last piece. The, the one thing that I'll tell you about the system that I grew up in, I was joking with my mom the other day, and we were saying, Dude, anything you give us, we're going to do it at a standard that's, let me use the word decent. It's not going to, you're not going to look at me doing a presentation. You're not going to look at me doing a video. You're not going to look at me playing basketball. You're not going to look at me doing nothing. It's like, yo, you terrible. It's not going to happen. Let me just be real. There's very few things that I, and, and not bragging, I'm just saying there are very few things that I'll come and be terrible at because of the knowledge that I have. Like, I understand what it's supposed to look like. So you, I have a 30-minute presentation or something. I can, I'm talking about muscle up, Voltron, put it on, and come over and do what I need to do for that 30 minutes. But I promise y'all, I am, what they say, like a duck. Like you, I'm paddling so hard under that water, you can't see. You just see me just, you know, smoothly going across the top of the water. But I'm paddling so hard, I'm sweating. You know what I'm saying? Because it's uncomfortable as all get out. But the reality of the situation is... I'm not fully like embracing like, yo, this is my thing and I'm gonna kill it. I don't care what you think. I've never fully embraced that sea in any specific area. So that's the hurdle that I'm facing now.
3: Yeah, and I think you said something deep and we, we've said it before, but one of my favorite quotes is comparison is the thief of joy. You know what I mean? like, And it really is when you think about the fact that you get to comparing yourself with other people and you go, wow, this person has it together. This person seems this, this person seems that. And I think we have a tendency like you're doing and like you do sometimes to focus on the things that you don't have. You know what I'm saying? Like that. to me, that's just the natural way like human beings tend to lean. Like Kanye had a line before he went crazy. You know what I'm saying? Back in the day when he was still sweet. That said, everything I'm not made me everything I am. Mm, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. and it's true. And so for you, when he was still sweet, like, I like that jab. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when he was sweet, <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. <laughs> no, let me tell you something, and it hurt my heart too, because y'all know, I'm. I mean, I'm 36. I came up on Kanye like that yeah, was. No like, You know honest. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Kanye was like, the, you know, cause 50 was cool. I like 50, but I was like, yo, I'm not hood. I don't got a gun. I've never been shot. And when Kanye came out, I was like, oh, finally somebody who looked like me. Like, my man went to college. He was smart. You know what I'm saying? So, anyway, yeah. Kanye, I don't know where he at now, but come home, Kanye. Come, come back home. Come home, Kanye. <laughs> come on home. <laughs> Wendy's calling you. It, it, p- 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 Wendy. Went right. She liked to blow trees. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, I think, like, I, I really do think that, you know, it's, it's no different than the book. That I wrote for Trey. You know what I'm saying? Like we get to looking at other people's secret superpowers, mm-hmm. and we really do covet what somebody else has. And so, e for you, I want to kind of jump back and forth now between the two of you. There are, I, I think, you'd be the first one to say it, and you know, I'm not even joking here that you have several limitations as a speaker. You know what I mean? Like there may be some things that you know a, a more refined, polished speaker could do in terms of. Uh, a corporate presentation, in terms of keynote, in terms of you know structure or organization of a speech, and you know um, dated, you know information that was you know let's say accurate all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like you may say something, you know, you know Dr. King and Rosa Parks right. was married. You know what I'm saying? Just crazy stuff like that. But right. I think you right. understand that, yo, I'm not going to be those things. And I think. I, I wanna help Carl here, and by Carl, I mean everybody out there, E, who, you know, is like Carl, where they're like, yo, I know I kinda got something here, but I'm scared to pull that trigger, because I look at Carl and go, wow, like, dog, if I had those skills in that many areas, like, I would be murdering the game, you know what I'm saying, and so, again, you can look at somebody else's, you know, what they got going on and think, man, that's so dope, but for you, how did you not get caught up in maybe looking at another speaker who you know, was like super refined with the suit game and like, you know, had their stories on point and, you know, the keynote was on fire and, you know, they had the take home points verbatim, boom, boom, boom. Like, how did you not get caught up in that and go, man, you know, I could be a sweet speaker if I, you know, if only I would have, you know, had my GED, you know what I mean? Because Carl's talking about how he was raised and how he was, you know, kind of, um, what's it called, Carl, when you get raised into a certain, like, system? Um, I don't know, assimilate, I don't really know. Um, But like E, you came up obviously with no GED, you know, you didn't have, you always say, you know, you didn't have full command of the English language, but yet you're saying that your struggles and difficulties and the things that you were, you know, um, raised in and around made you who you are and allowed you to be number one in the world where somebody like Carl would look at whatever circumstances he was under and go, this is why
1: I'm not number one in the world. You see what I'm, am I making sense? Oh yeah, you're making a whole bunch of sense. Yeah, I think for me, see, is what you said. You know, I, I spent the majority of my life saying, there is so much variety in the world, you know? Like, I just grew up with hip hop, so, you know, West Coast hip hop was different than East Coast hip hop. And, you know, the Dirty South, um, You know, hip hop was different than, you know, maybe the East Coast. Then St. Louis had a different, Nelly them had a different, you know. So I kind of grew up knowing like, yo, nobody. And then being in Motown, Motown was so different. It's like, you don't, everybody's not going to like the Temptations. So you got the four tops. Everybody's not going to like the four tops. So you got the OJs. Everybody's not going to like the OJs. So you got the Isley Brothers. You you know what I'm saying? Like, nobody's going to like everything. And so for me, I was like, yo, E, you need to focus on, the group of people who could potentially gain something from you that could, you know, that could feel you, mm-hmm. and I already knew, you know, just growing up, you know, in in the inner city and like being, you know, with, um, you know, we always talk about to see, like, for real, for real, you know, a blue collar community. So I knew when I went to college, like, yo, I'm not trying to be funny, but y'all the outcasts. <laughs> like, I, I'm like. Y'all might think y'all, y'all like because you, this is y'all reality, and because y'all think y'all sweet, like not that you're not sweet, but because you think you sweet, you're thinking that your world is the world. And if you look at most universities, see they're on the outskirts, on some little in some little town. You know what I'm saying? Like the big universities are not in the major city. So I already knew, like y'all are outcasts. Less than twenty percent of the world's population is degreed. You know, like that's that. You guys are an anomaly, not me. So when you speak well, when Moni was like, you should say how badly. You shouldn't say how bad. Do you want to succeed? Like that's, you know, that, that's not good English. It's like how how badly do you want to succeed? I was like Moni, that don't even sound right. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I feel what you're saying. Like you you're, you're saying that that's proper <laughs> English, but same. Moni, Umph. you know what I'm saying? I, I'm just saying like <laughs> how badly who would speaks? you care
3: to succeed? Right. I'm
1: saying like and whose and whose world does that sound right? But in her world as a as a physician, it sounds right. But I'm like, Moni, how many physicians are in the world? How many kids who look like you talk like you? 80% of the world does not is not degreed. 80% of the world doesn't have a college degree. So in fact, you are the minority, not me. I'm not the minority. But what people will try to get you to do, depending on where you come from, They'll try to get you to, you know what I'm saying, see a certain way. And I'm like, I'm not doing that. Like 90% of the people that I know barely finish high school. So they are gonna love my message. You know what I'm saying? They gonna, they gonna eat this up. You know, so um, so that's kind of how I looked at it. See, when you said that the gorilla can do this, you know, or the um, the crocodile can do that. I always looked at my gift like, yo, this gift fits somewhere. Does this round Eric Thomas fit in a square no but you don't have to hang around squares you can hang around circles and you're going to be sweet as a circle and i'm telling you the thing that really boosts my confidence when michael jordan played baseball when michael jordan played baseball i was like yo hallelujah mike sucked bottom line mike (laughs) was not a baseball player bro i'm talking about mike was terrible when you compare debate first of all he didn't even make it to the major leagues but when you compare Michael Jordan basketball to Michael Jordan baseball, I was like, yo, E, you only gotta be sweet in one right, thing. Right. You, you, you only gotta be sweet in one thing in this country to blow up. And then I grew up watching Rocky. I was like, everybody loves Rocky. It's the American dream. So I really have the American dream that when you come from the bottom and you make it to the top, that's the American dream. So I always felt like, yo, I'm in the minority, bro. <laughs> like I am the, I, I am the Rocky. You know what I'm saying? I am Rocky, and I'm like Michael Jackson. I'm like Mike Tyson. I'm like Michael Jordan. I'm not Bo Jackson, and how long did that last? I'm not uh, Deion Sanders. These are freaks, ph- phenoms. But then how long did they play both sports? Not not for long. So I'm like, E, you find that one thing you good at, you can feed your family. And I, and I didn't get caught up seeing that. You got to speak well. You got to write well. You got to talk well. You got to whatever. Nope. I was like, yeah, and I remember saying, I'm not, I'm not going to church like that no more. I'm not wearing certain ties no more. I, I I believe the hype for too long. Like I'm gonna be myself. And I promise you, we get to Atlanta and it's packed out. Why? Because there are there are thousands upon thousands of people who hate traditional church, who are who hate being churched, who hate going through hours of preliminaries, who hate being um you you trying to break their neck for tithing and offerings. And and so what we get confused is we want to be like everybody else, but I know C hate my Christmas song. You know what I'm saying? He, don't, he said it ain't even a Christmas song, but my man said, I, hey, I, I, I don't have much to bring, but can I play my drum for you? <laughs> he said, yo, King, I, have, I don't have much to bring, but I got my drum. Can I play my drum? And I just think that's many of our problems. We want to have 16 gifts, and we want to be able to say we got many gifts. No. Whatever gift you have, if it's one, two, three, can I play my drum for you? And, and do what you do well. And I promise you, everybody won't like you and everybody won't value you, but you will find a, a yeah, congregation and I, I of people. I wanna make
3: sure we're clear here. Um, doing, we, we are confident in what we repeatedly do, yeah. and you have to do it in order to get confident. But we didn't say you were gonna be perfect as soon as you started. And so I look at, for us, like, it's so crazy, man. Like, I think people really think, like, oh, okay, maybe CJ and E.T., like, they just the most confident dudes in the world, and they just never doubt ever. It's like, yo, we are humans, too. And courage is not the absence of fear. It's having the fear and doing it anyway. And so if you think for one minute when E was like, yo, don't take that job at Western Michigan, even though they're offering you more money than anybody in your family ever made, and you got a chance to go start your own program and all of that. Don't worry about that. Just stay with me, and we're going to work something out, and we're going to keep grinding on YouTube, and hopefully something ha- Like, If you think I sat there for one second and was like, yo, I'm so confident. I'm a gorilla. It has to work. Like... Nah, there was fear there, there was anxiety there, there was stress there, like all of those things, and I think that people who have not reached whatever level they want to reach or get to, look at people who have and go, man, if only I never, you know, was never scared like they weren't. It's like, nah, it's like, yo, some of the greatest among you and the people you look at with so much reverence and, you know, you think they're so sweet, like, dog, they had the same fears and anxieties. like, yo, I tell people all the time, yo... If you really want to get down in your own head, we all could. Like, I tell E all the time, I'm like, yo, if I wanted to sit here today and just be like, yo, for real, all right, cool, E 48, you know, E a millionaire, E could decide at 50, like, yo, that's it, dog. I made more money than I ever thought I'd make in my life, I love y'all, me and Didi moving to uh, uh, Tahiti, and we just gonna live on the beach and chill, I don't know if there's any beach in Tahiti, but you know what I'm trying to say, but... Like, if I really wanted to, like, go to the depths of the worst of my thoughts, like, yo, I could... Oh, we're going to lose the house. You know what I'm saying? Like, the kids going... They ain't going to be able to... I ain't going to be able to pay for their school. You know, (laughs) my car probably get repoed. And then what if Carl, you know, he still ain't found his confidence, and he beefing, and then me and Josh fall out, and Jamal, all of a sudden... Like, bro, I could... We could play that game in our head all day long. Everybody could. The difference is... I try to live on that other side and that 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 optimistic side. And even though I have, if I wanted to dig down deep and find like the worst of my thoughts and dwell on those, I could be just as scared as anybody else. Like I could literally be like, okay, I don't, you know, I'm, let me not help this person with coaching or speaking because what if I get it wrong? Or let me not start this program. Or even though we didn't know anything about Breathe University, we're just going to create a university out of thin air. Like the difference between us is, is not that we didn't have any anxieties about it. It's not that E and I didn't argue about it. Carl and Carl didn't argue with us, but Carl watched us argue. You know, and, and <laughs> it, it wasn't like we were just like, oh, this is gonna, like, we're, we're great. It's gonna work. It's phenomenal. The difference is we just did it anyway. And I guess that's my message to people going into to 2019. And E, we talked about it, one freedom, and then I'll let you say what the word is at the end of the podcast that you're using for 2019. But like, Yo, this isn't a product of never being nervous, of never having any anxieties, of never, you know, feeling like it may not work. This is having all of those feelings and doing it any doggone way. And we continue to do it and stay out of the worst of your thoughts, get in the best of your thoughts and understand that, yo, your work and whatever you do is going to be judged anyway anyway. You're either action or inaction will be judged by the people anyway. So you're not sweeter than me. If you let's just say, yo, we got like you know an art competition, and I draw, and we like, all right, cool, start, and I start drawing, and it's whack, and the whole class like, ah, <laughs> oh, CJ tried to draw, his trash. Like my man who never picked up his brush is not sweeter than me. Period. Like my, you a coward for real, and you you don't even get to be judged. So I'm saying. You got so many people who are so scared and you're so, your anxieties and all of this is holding you back from being great that you never even try. And I'm telling you, the only failure is in not trying. Like, yo, we did not get things perfect every single time right off the bat. We just didn't. Breathe University was a, 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 a car wreck when we started. Now you see it, it's flowing. We got thousands of members. It's a great community. People love each other. We're connecting people. We didn't have a clue what we were doing. Matter of fact, we probably came out and charged the crazy price. Then we brought it all the way back down. Then we raised it up. We didn't know what we were doing. Some people were like, yo, this is crazy, whatever. But we had to put that out there to get to here. And some of you still, like, you, you like you're like giving 60% 65%, 70%, but you're scared that if you go 120 and everybody don't love it off the cuff, Within well, then you're a failure forever, and I'm just telling you that's not the case, and I think that's the one thing that E has always installed in us was like, yo, I don't care. We're about to do it anyway. No, we never wrote a book. No, we don't have an editor. No, we don't have a publishing company. Write the doggone book anyway and put it out. Okay, it got errors in it. Cool, let's fix it. Let's do another rework. Let's do another rework. Let's do another rework, and we kept on doing it, and we'll keep on doing that as, as long as we live because now we understand that perfection is not gonna happen overnight. Perfection is not gonna come with your first draft. It is literally about putting it out over and over and over again and then getting to it. But I don't think it's confidence that makes E so sweet. It is the fact that E looks back at the situation, goes, everything I'm not made me everything I am? All right, cool, here go the best of myself and here go the best of my work. If you like it, cool, if you don't, cool. You know what I'm saying? So I ain't mean to go on a rant, but I really want people out there who listen to our podcast to understand that this is not a perfect product. If you go back and look at the first few podcasts, it was just me and Eve for like 20 minutes, like, yo, whatever. Carl got in. I was like, yo, I kind of like Carl on the podcast. Like, it, it just evolves. You know what I'm saying? It gets better. Hopefully, we've gotten better over these couple of years, but it, we didn't start with a finished product. And so many of you, you just want to be perfect for the initial launch. It's the best thing we ever seen. No, 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 no. You have to launch it, let everybody tear it apart, and then get to it. So... Hopefully that helps somebody out there who's struggling with, you know, really, you know, letting your wings fly and going for it, man. But like I said, the best thing we ever did was just keep on shooting and we still shooting and everything still ain't perfect. But I promise you, we ain't stopped shooting. So, so E, um, you can kind of bring it back full circle. I went a little farther than I wanted to, but, you know, I just hear so many people like, see, I got this idea. I'm like, man, don't tell me about an idea. You know what I mean? Like, I wrote it down. Like, no, put it out, put it out, put it out. Well, it's not perfect yet. It ain't going to be perfect. Put it out, and so, Ian, e, was there ever a point in where you worried about your work, your speeches, your books, anything being judged harshly, and fearing kind of what the the you know the noise would be on the well, back I end? Well, I knew it
1: would be judged. yeah I knew it would be judged harshly, you know, but I always felt like,
3: especially now, Ian, e, and I don't want to cut you off, but especially now because you are literally at the top of your game so you talk about scrutiny you think you scrutinizing your own little you know town of like you know bedford you know uh uh, uh iowa you know what i'm saying he on the literally at the highest level right now so everything you do is under a microscope hmm.
1: yeah I, I i just feel like exposed, you yeah. know first of all that's it that's that's their truth that's not my truth you know what I'm saying? Like, what are you gonna scrutinize? I'm married. I'm happily married. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm in a great relationship. I have, you know, a great relationship with my kids. I'm a part of a, you know, phenomenal church and ministry. You know what I'm saying? ETA. Like, what are you judging? So I I don't believe like your judging is your personal world. So whatever you say about me, it's not gonna take away the, the person that got through cancer because of this ministry, the person who put their marriage back together because of this ministry. So your critiquing to me is like, uh, that's whack, like that's all you, that's all you got. Like you not if you're not in the fight, like you said with me, your, your stuff don't even count, it doesn't even matter. Like I live in my own world, I don't live in your world. So no matter what you say in your world, it doesn't affect my world. Like I'm not reading comments, I'm not getting caught up in all of that. You know. Number two, I, I wanna put out a product that the world can grow from. And there's no way you're gonna put out a product that's gonna change lives, it's not gonna be scrutinized. You know what I'm saying? So I'm I'm not for real. I'm so focused on what I'm supposed to be doing, who I'm supposed to be doing it for. And one day I'm gonna die. And when I die, you won't be able to ever scrutinize me again. You you won't ever be able to say, I I was this, I was this, I was that. Only thing will be left is my contributions, raw. And and so I don't even really care what you think at this point. I just want to put up, I just want to do everything that I was born to do. I just want to leave this earth and not have one more tape I could have done, one more message I could have given, more, and more one more page I could have written. I just want to get everything out. And once I get everything out, I want it to be said that, yo, as long as mankind is alive, there's a place they could go for motivation, inspiration and transformation. You know what I'm saying? Like that's it. So I'm not really like for real. Me and we walking, you know, we doing our thing. People like, yo, Eat, what you doing in Vegas? Like people stopping me taking pictures, like, yo, I can't believe you here. And I'm like, yo, bro, I'm gonna live my life. Like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be in a room somewhere hid. I'm not gonna order room service. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna do that. Y'all not gonna make me not go to the places that I've always gone and eat where I've always eaten and travel the way I've always traveled. Like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do that. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not, I'm not gonna live in your world. I'm going to live the last however many years God bless me on this earth on my own terms. I'm not gonna live on your terms anymore. And I'm telling y'all. The conferences that I'm doing this year, like everything I'm gonna be talking about is showing you that. Like too many of y'all are living on other people's terms. And while I got mad respect for my mom, like mad respect for my dad who raised me, I got mad respect, you know, for the the um you know, those people who were in my life when I was younger who gave me authority, my teachers, my pastors, my whatever. But I will not work, I will not live on another grown man's or grown woman's terms no more. I will not, I will not live my mother's fears. I will not live my mother's life for me. Like I will not do it. I'm gonna live on my own terms. And I will die, you know, making mistakes, like C said, but they'll be my mistakes. I won't make mistakes for you. I won't, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm gonna make my own mistakes. You know what I'm saying? So Um, By the grace of God, man, that's just where I am. See, I don't have critics, I don't have judges. Like I'm not not in your world, I'm not in your court. You know what I'm saying? Like I've done the right thing, so I'm not in your court. I'm not at your mercy. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't get to decide what my day looks like. And I'm just gonna live on my own terms from this point forth and let the people who judge, judge. But I won't even give you ear. I won't even give you my spirit, my attention, my time. So whatever you saying in your little corner, somebody hit me the other day, they was like, yo, E, I heard you in Atlanta doing your thing, you know what I'm saying? What are you doing exactly there? Rumors out. I said, rumors, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> and, and just <laughs> left it there, bro, like rumors, what's a rumor? Like what, no, the, bro, I'm doing spiritual development on my terms. I'm not asking nobody, you know what I'm saying? I'm not getting nobody's permission. I'm doing spiritual development, guess what? 700 plus people are coming, so I don't live in your world where another man tells me when I can preach, when I can't preach, what I can preach. I don't live in that world no more. I live in the world that God made for me. That's the world I live in. I live in the a world.
3: Though? Do you remember a switch, though? Do you remember a switch? And I'm wondering, is does the switch come with more confidence, or do you just, no, can you flip no, the not switch for me. from like zero no, to like, like now, no. or does it Good come question, when you like, okay, I got 1,000 people that have come yeah. out and so I can feel more confident. No, now. no.
1: See, and I think the switch is for, different for everybody. But the switch is for me is when I did care and, and, I, and I still didn't meet your recommendations. I did care. I, mm. did, I did do what you asked me to do. And right, I, still right. got, I still got beat. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I did everything you asked me to do. And right. you still didn't love me no more. You didn't love me no more. You, you still snaked behind my back. You still talked about me like a dog. I did what you I I tried to do some of the stuff you asked me to do and you still you 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 still fired me. I still came up short of your expectations. I still came up short after trying to make you happy. I still came up short and you didn't even help me in the process. You didn't even say in the process, "Oh, okay, I see you going through your thing. Let me help you." out. you, you still you abandoned me after doing everything I asked that I you asked me to do. I tried to make the adjustment and be who you wanted me to be, and it still wasn't enough. So I'm like, oh, okay, well, since that's not working, <laughs> I, I might as well live on my own terms because I could, I could do bad all by myself. I, I, I don't need do help doing that. bad by
3: myself, no question. Um, hmm. see, see, I don't know if you remember,
0: hey, you said something, you, would, you was using the reference of um, dating a girl. But it's like, yo, you see a girl you like, and you got two options. You ask mm-hmm. her out, you know, or you don't. If you ask her out, you got a fifty percent chance of her saying yes, fifty percent chance of her saying no. If you don't ask her out, you got a hundred percent chance of never going out with her. Some Some of y'all
3: get so hung up on I'm gonna feel so bad if Nah, bro. I I just can't. Yo, I cannot live my life that way. You know, I'd rather put it out and see what happens. I think the biggest regrets that we have in life will be looking at back at you know the things we didn't do, not the things we did. Mm. You know what I mean? And so. Um, You said something interesting, Mm. though, Carl. I want to, because I think you know that may be, you know, the the fix right there. You said when you and Jamal, when you know Jamal kind of put you up on game in in the real estate, and we'll get Jamal back on the podcast Mm -hmm. soon, because of course we got the course coming. We're gonna show you guys how to do it. Like this is, you know, sometimes you know courses and sometimes the programs that we develop are literally a direct result of what you guys as our. You know, family are telling us you want and need, and so we, we're we're in the process of putting that course together. Jamal is getting closer to retirement from the police force, and really is excited about putting this course together to show you guys how to you know make money and how to have an income coming in outside of your nine to five, outside of your regular job, so that you can provide for your family on a better level. And Carl. You mentioned that doing that and having Jamal show you that, and now you have a building that you own in Chicago that now is generating revenue for your family that potentially, I mean, until your kid's kids you know, leave, you own now a piece of property that you don't live in yes, that sir. is cash flowing every month. And you said that that helped with your confidence, right? And so wh- why did it help with your confidence? Yep. And then how can we continue? Because let me tell y'all something. When when Jamal was like, "Yo, I'm about to show Carl this," I was like, "Good luck, cause Carl is not getting ready to pull the trigger." I, and, and, you know, and I'm, not doubting you. I'm just like, "Yo, Carl lives. I know how you live. You like, you're, you're, you're risk averse, you know." And so yeah. when you did it, yeah. and now one, the building is worth way more than you bought it for, so that you could easily just flip it. You decided to keep it, and like yeah. I said, I don't want to go into the podcast that we're going to do here shortly in the new year with Maul, but. Why do you think that that helped with your confidence? Did it have something to do with the fact that E and I weren't connected to it at all? Like, you know, because we've been pretty much connected to you in the moves you made your entire adult life. So, yeah, so uh, explain well, that and then let's see how we can do yep. more of that in 2019 to continue. To, because, listen, mm. you, you, it's like, you know, when you have two, if you got two dogs and you're only feeding one, one going to get big, one going to die. Right. I don't know the exact expression. But like you have mm. to feed your you know, confidence mm-hmm. and starve out your fears. And so if you can continue, in my mind, in 2019, if that's something that gave you a boost, if things like that, step, stepping outside of your comfort zone and actually doing things like that allowed you to feel more confidence, then let's double down on that and let's starve out the insecurities and the things that you know, haven't been producing any fruit. So anyway, mm. talk to us about why that so, made you feel so confident oh, yes, and how that elevated you. So, again, so think about,
0: you know, the last, so pretty much my adult life. Like C said, y'all been involved. Man, my marriage, I'm talking about everything. My kids, like everything. Like ETA is, and, and I was joking with E when we talked about the, my assessment, but ETA is my life. You know what I'm saying? Well, all of our lives, I'm just be real. Now, I've never been able to separate that, like, from anything else. So like literally, and again, my my friendships, my relationships, like everything is built around ETA. Everything that I've done in the last, what, 12 years probably by now is ETA. So again, I've never stepped out of it to really imagine beyond what E's imagination was and what C's imagination was. So they shared the imagination for what we could do as a company. Cool. Great. Love it. I'm all I'm all I'm all in like we're doing that till the day we die. But I've, again, I've never done it for myself and seen anything outside of that. So even when E speaks and all that, like I shared a vision, but whose vision is it? It's E's vision. You know what I'm saying? It's E's imagination. Like I've never, I've never—not never—but I'm saying I haven't made it a practice. Let me not use the absolute. I've, I haven't made it a practice to sit and imagine my life. You know what I'm saying? Like E said, not on anybody else's terms, and that's good or bad. Like E said, his mom, his mom ain't want them bad for him, but you're not living on nobody else's terms but your own, and. Again, when people hear this stuff, it has this kind of negative you know perspective. It's not on oh, no, all like I ain't trying to do what E and C said. It's not that. I'm saying what they're doing is great and there's a there's a corporate vision for us. But within that corporate vision for us, E has a vision for his family. C has a vision for his family. and Carl was just writing the corporate vision. So it was like that transition. So Ma was that transition that gave me like, wait a minute, dude, like you do have your own family. You do, and not something that C&E didn't, didn't, listen to what I'm saying, like C&E been telling me this for all 12 years, so don't think like they've been watching me do it and not saying that. They've been saying it, like, that's like she said, oh, Carly e ain't gonna do it, we've been saying this for years, do something, do something. Um, but what, what Maul was able to do, I think, see in that moment, was literally just give me that imagination piece back. And, and, and it was a simple shift, and I talked about it before, I think last week, when I talked about just how you mm-hmm. view debt. You know what I'm saying? Like, again, debt, okay, I'm going to work. I'm going to just have to sacrifice the next couple of months and pay this stuff off. And Ma was like, dude, like, no, you're not going to pay nothing off. Like, so the transition for me was that conversation. Like, wait a minute. You gotta start seeing things differently. Okay, one, so not looking at debt the same way, but now look at what could happen to you and your family's lifestyle. And Ma does it so, like Ma does it so so subtle. Like Ma would just send me a pic of him and Camille. I'm talking about it's like Tuesday and in the Dominican <laughs> Republic. Ain't nobody even know what's going on. Ma just got a couple of days off and they told him the Dominican Republic, and he would do it on some, like yo, this is what you, what you your life could be like. You know what I'm saying? Like won't you once you just own this thing. This is what your life could be, and I'll be like, yep, I got it. He would do it. I'm talking about all year, y'all. I'm talking about in my face all year long, and not again, not on no material, but living life on your terms. Me and my girl just decided we want to go somewhere for a week. We both tired. Chicago cold. We're going to the Dominican Republic this weekend, and I, it, see, it just you know, it's like the, the, the straw mm-hmm. that brought that broke the camel's back. It's like, yo, he just keep he kept beating me over the head with it, like, dude, you got to start thinking different. You got to start thinking different. So when the opportunity presented itself, and again, he got my attention. And I started looking at properties. But again, you go into it slow. I'm kind of like, all right, yeah, here's a property. I see the idea. I get it. You know, it's, it's math. Like, I can see it. You get a three-unit building. You know, some of them can pay the mortgage, and you can pocket some money. Bet. Okay, I can see it. All right. So it wasn't, it wasn't so much of a calculated risk because, like I said, you could see it. Like, and that's, that's the whole other podcast we'll talk about with the real estate. But you could see where it goes. But the biggest part for me see was just him making me think outside of everything I thought before. Like forcing me to think like, yo, you do have a life outside of ETA. And he said to me, not hmm, let me let me say this. He said to me, not let me let me not say that. Not not outside of ETA, but what you have is that you have to become more so that you can be more mm-hmm. to ETA and the people that follow the company. Because he's like, E and C are doing everything that they can, dude. He's like, the moment, and we talked last night, See, he said to me, dude, do you understand since the podcast last week, we go back and forth with e- um, the emails that we're getting and text messages that we're getting, and he's like, dude, I don't think you understand that. If I said it, people won't hear it the same way. They respect me, I've done it for 20 years, but he's like, dude, they're watching your growth. He's like, they're seeing you go through This last night we talked, by nine o'clock last night, he called me. And he was like, yo, people are seeing your growth. You getting so many emails about real estate, dude, and you, he's like, you, you, do you realize what's happening now? And what's happening is people are now seeing me as a third person in ETA that's carrying weight now. Not just the support anymore. Like, Carl is doing his own things. Carl is creating his own vision. So again, back to that others, E., It's like, yo, me living up to everything that I can, me doing more, me stretching myself, me coming out of my comfort zone is now having my email inbox full with people asking me like, yo, so how did you even get started? Like that question, literally, I'm getting that question by probably like 10 times a day in my email now. Facebook, people reaching out to me on Facebook, all kind of stuff. Like, yo, how did you get started? Because it's exactly what he said. Dude, if I can get you, and he took it personal. if I can get you to just grow outside yourself a little bit, the world is going to be changed. So the whole language that I have now, y'all heard me talk about last week about infinite banking. Like, there's a whole new vision that I have now. Like, yo, like, we can create something that, and again, I, I'm, I'm, y'all going to have to find a, a name for me in this system, but I'm just looking at the system now. Like, it's not designed for our success. And the more of us that go down that road, like you said, 80% of us don't have college degrees. But what, what does that 80% do? the 80% for the most part stop working some crazy job that they don't want to and they're not living life on their terms. So the more of us that step outside of that and are willing to come back and share it, man, we can really help people get free. And that's what the goal has become now. See, like my freedom is not my freedom. My freedom equals other people's freedom. My freedom is, you know, people seeing me do it gives them the, it empowers them to do it. So that's, The big transition, man, so that's what's happening. You doing it
3: is going to be sweeter than me and E doing it because they have a perception of who we are and, oh, yeah, of course it's E and C. When they see you do it with, you know what I mean, it's going to have even more of an impact. They're going to be like, wow, okay, hold up. You know what I'm saying? Carl made it shake. Carl, a property owner. Carl, you know what I mean? Like, all of these things. So we're going to double down in 2019. Speaking of being um, insecure, E, uh, I got wind um, that the number one motivational speaker in the world was actually not the headliner at an event ooh, ooh, ooh. and now I could now this could be rumors. I know you don't like you just say you don't like rumors. But I heard a rumor that uh you were were uh runner up uh, at an event out in Vegas. You feel me? And I don't yeah. know if these run, I don't want to you, you know I'm feel not me? trying to let any credence to rumors. But I heard something and I'm wondering if you if your confidence was crushed if it if it's if it is in fact true.
1: <laughs> you feel me? Hey, well first of all, it is true, you know. I wasn't the headliner, um, but you know, if you if you gonna take a back seat, <laughs> I want to take a back seat to a Spartan. You know what I'm saying? Okay, I want to take okay. a back seat to a Spartan. You mm, feel me? And not just a Spartan, go, but a you know an NCAA, you know, oh. uh, Final Four, uh, probably not just winner, but champion. And then I mean, I meant to say, probably was the MVP of the whole add, thing from then, Lansing,
3: Michigan. By the way, from can we say that? from
1: Lansing, Michigan from Lansom and then nah, went on to the, the Lakers L-ball. to beat um, uh, uh, the, the, you know, what they call Showtime, won five, and I still believe he won of the top five. Showtime. You know, I just know, I don't know basketball that well, but I always thought he was still number one, one of the top five, you know, players in the NBA, but they never put him up there. I guess I don't know basketball. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I, I, I was a uh, headliner to Magic Johnson, um, and, and I, I want to say this, confidence definitely, was it Was it a know,
3: co-headliner or were you like clearly
1: number two? Well, they had they had Magic in the middle, they had Robert O'Neal, who Navy SEAL, uh, and then they had me to the left, so Magic was like in the, the middle, and then me and my man was on the right and left. Yep, that is, yep, that's him. Oh yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying? So at least he so went before me. So let me get this straight. The <laughs> yeah, guy who he killed Bin Laden, <laughs> yeah, five-time <laughs>
3: NBA champ, Magic <laughs> Johnson, <laughs>
1: and
3: the hip hop picture. In hip hop picture. Ain't
2: God good.
3: <laughs> oh, no, no.
2: Ain't got good.
1: Tell me, God ain't real. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The GED. Yeah, for real. I was yeah. just first of all excited to be on the stage. See, you know what I'm saying. Of first course. of all, but then the reason why I say I wasn't tripping on not headlining is because I looked at I looked at everything. I didn't just look at you know one aspect of it. I looked like okay, we're talking about financial. This is a financial group. You know what I'm saying? This is they're about finances, and I can't necessarily say that's my you know that's my drive. You know what I'm saying, but Magic, of course, not only did his thing in the NBA, you know, but he also did his thing in business. But mm-hmm. the thing I loved about it, Magic talked about Starbucks and not starting Starbucks just to get paid, but as a way to employ his people and 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 as a way to, you know, help a community. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yo, I'm right there. That's my thing. I told y'all, 20s, I was about inspiration. Uh, 30s, I was about empowerment. Now in my 40s, it's about employment. It's about helping people, you know, to become a part of the American dream. Like, you know, my boy Bruce was like, yo, E, my boss asked me what I want. And so I I don't know if I should tell him. I was like, okay, what do you, why not? He was like, cause I'm not sure. I was like, okay, what do you, what do you want to tell him? He said, I want to tell him I want financial freedom. And I was like, okay, what does that mean? It's like a raise. I was like, oh, okay, well, he asked you, tell him. So Bruce told him and he said, I said, he said, E, I told him, I said, what did he say? He said, I can't get that working here. (laughs) <laughs> I said, no questions asked. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? No questions wow. asked. I said, I, he, yeah, he told you the, the down, truth. Bro. You, you, to you, feel down, me? you know what I'm saying? He told you the truth. But watch this. Me and Bruce had a candid, candid conversation. And I told him, look, this is what I know you to be. This is what we could work on. We got two options. And he hit me back yesterday and showed me a picture of him getting his chauffeur's license. So I'm like, "Yep, we got one business we about to work on. I'm about to get you tight, show you how to do that thing and put you in a space. And then we got another opportunity with moving company and he been doing his homework, trying to find him a truck and whatever. I'm like, I'm gonna help you, bruh. I'm gonna help you get to that financial freedom. So I'm telling y'all watching Magic, I just felt like, yo, Magic did it and he broke down how he did it. And so that's what I, and listen to me, some mm. of y'all speaking like you two big time, you know, First of all, when I got to the back, Magic was in the back. So he he was like, I got here an hour early, hour and a half. I got the big. So he in the back listening to me. You know, so he telling me what he heard. And then he's like, yo, E, you know, we chopping it up. You know what I'm saying? Of course, I know him from Lance and we chopping it up. Magic like, yo, let's get a pick. Magic wasn't on no big time stuff. He's like, E, let's get a pick. And then they took the pick and they ain't had no like lights. And Magic was like, yo, get, come on now. Y'all ain't, y'all boys be ready, nah, let's get ready." And so they put the light on us and did their thing, you know what I'm saying, then he got up and I went and listened to him. A lot of y'all think that it's about you speaking. You're not gonna learn nothing speaking, you can only talk about what you know. But I learned by sitting at Magic's feet and saying like, yo, he's where I wanna be, so I need to see how he put his people of, I'm talking about people all over the world through his Starbucks, through the movie, um, uh, the, um, the theaters, through the restaurants, Um, To all the other businesses he has, like he's employed people and put kids through college. Like that's what you want, E. So here's a model. You know what I'm saying? Here's somebody you can touch. So yeah, don't be too cocky, guys, where you can't learn. You can only talk about what you know. You can't talk and learn at the same time because you're only speaking about what you know. But when you listen, you can learn. So yeah, no, bro, I felt, I felt, I really felt Mm like this spirit of like next level. Like, yo, you on the same stage with Magic. Magic is a businessman, you trying to be a businessman. Like, like just the best place for you to be. And so just being here in Cali, period, I'm just learning so much. And it's just like, yo, if you stop learning, at one point you're going to stop growing. So you have to keep learning.
3: Yeah, that's one thing I'm looking mm. forward to, I think, with this, you know, break that we're gonna take. Man, I bought me some new books at the Hudson News when I got out at the airport the other day, just, you know, randomly, like, all right, cool, let's get back on it. Cause I think sometimes, man, you get to you know i'm a practitioner i really am like i'm a practitioner like i like you know being hands on doing it make you know calls making it happen you know putting the content out and every once in a while man you still you got to be a lifelong learner so it's good to hear that uh you got served up a little a little humble pie you know what i'm saying Cause you, you you was getting cocky out there saying you was number 1 and then right after that you was number 2 you know what i'm saying so hey god got a plan for us all you know what i'm saying <laughs> hey I got a quick, a quick file, E.
0: Uh, see. So the lady that does our mail, she pulls up to the house yesterday. E, this will get your confidence back up. And she tells me that pretty much the hip hop preacher needs his own post office. He out of town for how God knows however long. And she said there's so many packages over there, she don't they don't even know what to wow. do with them right now. They can't hold them no more. They need to wow. either open his garage yeah, or, yeah, or yeah. they could leave some at my house.
3: I yeah, I'd ET his own post office. Fair I, I'm finally reaping what I saw. She said there's so many packages you don't know what, what, what I to do.
1: It took a long yeah, time.
3: <laughs> no doubt, man. Um, e, you got to go, man. We had some Ask ET stuff, but I guess we're going to have to save it for the. New Year. I'm sorry, C. Um, I'm Jamaica, sorry. Phenomenal Life Jamaica. We only got 20 tickets left. Tay takes me today, so we only got 20 tickets left. We almost sold out. So, 20 tickets left if you want to go to Jamaica with us. Organify, shout out to Organifi all year for just being rock stars. Man, you know we've been on it heavy, man. Go to Organifi.com. Yeah. use the promo code SUCCESS O R G A N I F I. Listen, man, the new year, order it now so you can have it going into the new year. All the resolutions you're going to make and stuff, you're going to need that Organifi to help you make it happen. Um, anything else I missed, Carl? Uh,
0: that personality assessment, we didn't give the link last week, so etinspires.com forward slash assessment. etinspires.com forward slash assessment. Bruh,
1: please, yeah,
0: please,
3: man. y'all. I changed my uh, life. Yeah, I'm, I'm super pumped, man, about, you know, 2019. You know, I'm, I'm thanking God my, my family is good, you know, in good health. Um, most of all of us are, are, are in good health and just looking forward to, you know, 2019 being an amazing year. Want to thank everybody um, just for rocking with us on the podcast, man. We we do something different here. Like I said, you know, some people like it, some hate it. We get the, obviously we get the negative feedback, but just trying to share our lives with you, you know, you guys, and, and let you know that hey, we're human beings trying to figure it out just like everybody else is. And um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm super looking forward to spending some time with my family, you know, relaxing, man. We I bought some firewood yesterday. We never even remotely got the fire going down here in Georgia, Ooh. but uh, looking forward to putting some logs in the fireplace. Place, man, And just really hanging out with the fam. I'm, I'm uh, greatly appreciative to the two of you for another phenomenal year, man. We getting there. Let's make 2019 an even better year for ourselves, for our families, for ETA, for BU, for everybody who rocks with us, man. Um, yeah, I, I appreciate it, and I appreciate you too. Uh, looking forward to. I mean, it's not like I'm just doing this for the podcast. I'm gonna talk to y'all tomorrow, but you know what I'm saying? I want the podcast to know I love y'all. You know what I'm saying? I got <laughs> no, the nah. feeling my own self. I was like, shoot, I ain't go. I call y'all after the podcast, uh, uh, but no, man, love you too, man, and um, uh, yeah, he gon' get us out of here with a quick nugget of the day. So before they uh, repossess your uh, audio equipment,
1: uh, my audio equipment. Hey guys. The day you plant the seed is not the day you eat the fruit. All right? The day you plant the seed is not the day you eat the fruit. And some of you, your biggest hurdle in life is you on a time schedule. By 18, I thought I would. By 20, I thought I would. By 25, I just know I would have had. Get the clock out your head and just focus on the process, just plant the seed, just plant the seed, just water the seed, just put the sun on the seed, just, just look, just kill the weeds on it, like for real, the day you plant the seed is not the day you eat the fruit. I don't know what day you eat the fruit, I'm not 100% sure, I don't know that there's a, I don't know that there's a specific time and day, I don't know, because even when the fruit comes out, if I'm not mistaken, it's not necessarily ripe, when it comes out, like when you see it for the first time. So do me a favor, focus on planting and not harvesting. Focus on planting, focus on the process, focus on getting up in the morning, focus on going to work, focus on being everything you're supposed to be. And more importantly, focus on your family during this holiday season, and don't focus on what you don't have or what gifts you did not buy. Focus on the gift of life, and focus not on presence, but focus on each other's presence. And if y'all eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches together and drinking water, do it realizing that somebody would trade places for you any single day. It's your boy E.T. saying, make the rest of your life the best of your life. Merry Christmas and a happy new year.
3: Hey, appreciate y'all for listening. Appreciate that nugget of the day. E. Carl, love you too, man. We'll see you
2: next year. It was the night before Christmas, and all through the house, not a creature was stirring. not even a mouse in my mind. we
1: not. Nah.